1: Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at
2: Billy Bob downloading the thing less
3: than for better just a podcast just a podcast Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast uh season eight episode 15 and i welcome back not that they'd ever left uh young georgie good evening georgie where are you and what are you doing
2: you're the one that left sean you, yeah, you recording a podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I the podcast with you and i'm in a spare bedroom
3: okay uh johnny welcome back where are you and what are you doing
0: i'm glad i'm glad to be back um I'm in my loft talking to you.
3: And our long lost friend, Nigel, welcome back. Uh, Where are you and what are you doing?
0: I'm in my shed. Oh, you are in your shed? Is
4: it
0: cold in your shed? It's (laughs) all just the controls. You'd have had a few diddler, didders, and (laughs) I put the heat on. I, I rang ahead and had the
4: heater put on. All right,
3: nice. Uh, yes. Wasn't well, one of those hive things you can turn on. Oh, uh, that's
4: what you get on your face, isn't it?
3: No, Hive is some kind of app that you control heating from your phone. Is it?
2: Oh anyway, no, we got a firm. It's, not a,
3: heating podcast. it's yeah, not
2: a smart okay. home tech podcast, Sean.
3: No, <laughs> it's not.
2: Um
3: anyway, uh we've won some games, boys. And I've watched a game. <laughs> hey! Please. So I can talk about it. I think we had one or a couple of people say, why, why did you come on if he hasn't watched the game? It's really no point at all. It's a um, fair point. We have, well, to be well,
4: fair, fair, it's normally no point at all anyway. But I mean...
3: I did ask last week. I said, do you want me to come on? And Anyway. Uh, let's start you know. with... <laughs> 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 let's start with Cardiff. Now... None of us went to Cardiff, did we? If we're honest, uh, John did. No. Oh, John did. You're right. Sorry, <laughs> I can't believe that. Sorry, John. I get so used to you not going to an evening game. Actually, everybody else but John went. John hates evening games. So let's start with you, John, because you actually went. Well done, by the way. Thank Round you. of applause.
1: Loyal supporter.
3: Tell us about the game, then.
0: Ah, uh, it, it was great. We won. <laughs> We won? We did. Um, Do you remember
3: who scored the goals? What the score was?
0: It was... Not not really. It was... um, <laughs> It was a very poor first half. They got a penalty. It was a good save. That was a poor penalty. Poor penalty, yeah. Um, It looked like it was going to be another one of those. And then we came out in the second half, a different team and Perez was on fire. And he scored a couple of goals and Obviously, we we let one in right at the end to some people's pleasure and to some people's disappointment. George and George, yep. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was very similar to this Saturday. Actually, it was a really disappointing at time Thinking, God, this is rubbish. And then second half, it's such a big change. It was it was pretty decent, pretty decent atmosphere. Second Good. half. So yeah. Who'd you go
3: with? Were you Billy No mates or?
0: I I went up and down there, up there on my own and back on my own. But yeah, I met George and that lot up there. George and his family.
3: Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, since there's a good link to George, another George, your son George. Um, Hello. What What was your excuse of not going? And uh, did you watch the game?
2: Uh, I just I didn't really have an excuse to be honest. Um, just didn't really fancy it, and was working and all that. Uh, I watched it. I was watching the first half. Thinking typical West Ham beat Newcastle three 0 away from home. Presented with an, probably one of the on paper the easiest games of the season against Cardiff at home, and for the first forty-five minutes, you no, know, we probably we should have gone one nil down. I think it was a penalty. Yeah, I think. It was a bad penalty, the actual penalty itself, but obviously Fabianski made the save. Uh, and then second half, yeah, was was impressed. I mean, we I think we scored quite early, and that was that was it. We were off, and outplayed them. And then obviously the spawny goal at the end uh, ruined a bet that I had. Uh, <laughs> that uh, lesson learned: there, never cash out. Oh you cashed
3: out, did you? Tell us a story about that.
2: I had a pound on three teams results and both teams to score and in the ninety second minute Skybet offered me four pounds and I just couldn't think out of scoring, so Four Pounds. Cashed out on four pounds and would have won seventy four, so oh well.
3: Nigel, now you are a loyal supporter who, who would usually go to an evening game, so you must have had a really good reason not to go.
4: Uh no, I don't think it was really good. To be fair, uh, I just I I was work five o'clock the next morning, and I had to take my van. So there's nowhere to park a van full of tools around that stadium that I'd feel confident. And that's still big. yeah. And if I'd if I'd left my van at work, um, leaving it somewhere safe with all the tools in is one thing, and then getting a train home. I wouldn't. I don't normally get home until midnight on a night game. The fact that I had to be there again like half five in the morning, it was just like, do you know what? It's on telly. I'll watch it at home. So if it weren't on telly, I probably would have gone, to be fair.
3: But you did watch it?
4: Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. I watched it all, yeah. Can
3: you give us your words of wisdom, uh, having a different perspective to the other two? Otherwise, it would just be boring if you say the same as the other two.
4: Yeah, I'll try and be different. Um, but the first half was cracked. It was, a, it was a penalty. Uh, it was, you know, on out of its shoulder barge, the geezer over. Uh, we, we got out of jail there. Um, the mark of a manager for me is the, his chance to really change the game is at half-time with his, with his half-time team talk. And obviously, Pellegrini worked his magic and um, it paid off. It was good to see Perez weigh in with a couple of goals. Um, Antonio as well got got a run out and got his goal. And, and an all-round, I think it showed as well, you know, we were worried before early in the season about not having Arnavich yeah. and that what would it do to the team. And perhaps the Cardiff was a window into a world without Arnavich and that we can live without him.
3: Yeah, right. I I I, I certainly agree with that. I think it was, in some ways, it's good to be about Marko Nautovic, and one of our readers sort of um, mocked me for suggesting that it was time to dump Marko Nautovic out of the fantasy team and said I didn't know what I was talking about. Well, I had the last laugh because he's now injured to January, out for at least six weeks and I put in Chikorito and look what he's done. There you go. Well done. Anyway, let's talk about stat attack because I know you like that. Uh, West Ham had 61% of the possession, which meant they had 39. West Ham had, this is dizzy heights, 17 shots, 11 on target. To Cardiff's uh, nine shots, five on target. So worthy winners to record our second uh, win on the trot, on the bounce. And, you know, I, I think Perez had something to prove. Um, it's a shame that he's now injured himself. I don't know how he's long out for his, but he's done his foot in now, hasn't he?
0: Oh, I don't think he
4: injured himself, did he? All right, someone stepped on him or something. Is that
0: what? Is that why he, he went off on Saturday? Was it?
4: Yeah, he's, he posted. Well, we a haven't picture. got the Palace game yet. Go on. He,
0: he
3: he posted a picture of himself with blood on his on his foot. So yeah, he's out for a little. It looked while. Looked
4: like they just took him down off the cross. To be fair, yeah,
3: it did, didn't it? <laughs> So that was our second win on the bounce, and I think uh, I think you even put on the Facebook page because one of our listeners asked how long was it since uh, West Ham won three on the bounce just before our Palace game, and you answered, N- Nigel,
4: March twenty sixteen, wasn't it? No, yeah, that and... was two. No, yeah, that's right. No, yeah. it was three. March twenty sixteen was three on the bounce. Yeah.
3: Who was it? Let's see if you can remember.
4: Oh, it, it seems like Everton, Sandland and one other team. Was it Norwich? Spurs. Spurs.
3: Right. Yeah, under Slaven and Bilic. Mm. Uh,
0: so that's a great segue uh, through to the Palace game. When was the last time we got three goals in the, in three games? We won uh, it, that, game. that was
3: 1982. Yeah. That was 1982. Last time we got four on the trot was under Sam Allardyce. Yeah. As Nigel, I mean, in fact, that, shall I tell the story now and then say how I, I used all your information? We will keep the listeners waiting for that ditty. Oh, okay. I'll bet they can't. The <laughs> You'll hear hear that uh, DS tale after this uh, after this review of the Palace game. So we all went to the Palace game. Uh, it was um, George's stag do. It was a joint effort stag do as well. So let's start with you, Georgie. We won, <laughs> first time in the trot. We did what? Yeah, uh, we even uh, made it on time, didn't we? We were there for
2: kickoff, me and you. Yeah, we were there first. John yeah. was a little bit late. But the uh, the game kind of followed a similar pattern to Tuesday night, really. You know, we perhaps performed a little bit better in the first half, but went in one nil down, and uh, came out flying again, and two quality goals. Actually, three quality goals, really. I think Hernandez was a proper good finish from a difficult angle and the ball was bouncing and he did well to follow it up in the first place. So, three good goals and then obviously a little bit of lack of concentration again from a set piece and conceded another fairly late goal. And I I didn't really feel too threatened, um, but maybe expected it to be real. And I'll put a bet on that, just to cover it. Um, But gladly, it didn't come true, and uh, we've got three wins on the bout.
3: Yeah. Magic. Um, John, I know you got there late, but I I think you saw (laughs) most of the action, (laughs) did you?
0: (laughs) I walked in just as we kicked off, actually, Sean.
3: No, you didn't. You were after kickoff. You didn't see bubbles. I was, I was seeing bubbles. Got a little videos ground there.
0: at five. I walked in. Yeah, to,
3: you went to I, get a, I, sat, uh, a, a hot dog, yeah, twelve an
0: inches, and then um, we actually walked into the stadium at five minutes past three. So, I just missed uh, chicharitos miss, and then just set to... Got away from you because you'd had about two beers and were cuddling everybody. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's
3: true.
0: And then uh turned around and they scored. So Soft goal. Was.
3: Yeah. Fabianski mistake, actually, I think. I don't know what you think. I
0: um, don't know. I've seen it again since. It was just, yeah, possibly it was just poor, poor round. But, yeah, it was um very similar, like we, everyone said, to Monday um, last week. And uh, we just basically come out again second half and score some blinding goals. Anderson's goal was class. Well, they all class goals, but Anderson's was just... Obviously, the confidence is coming through on the lad and uh, we're looking good. So it was a great result and a good day had by all. Good. Nigel,
3: yes. last but not least, say something interesting about beating
4: the Eagles.
3: Eagles. Eagles, So my
4: Crystal Palace mate texts me at seven minutes past three. Oops. South London's finest. To which I text him back. Uh, don't peak too early. Uh, and then when we went two 0 up, I text him the same thing saying don't... When we went two one up, I text him back saying cough, cough. Uh, which... Yes, he then says, ah, normal service has been resumed. (sighs) Which it was, wasn't it, realistically? We have an habit of doing Palace at home. Again, the pattern followed the Cardiff game. Almost to a tee, except um, Palace got their goal. I think it was a bit harsh to say Fabianski put fault there. Um, Bad defending. Declan Rice played him on, dropped a bit deeper. Uh, and played McCarthy on after the head ball was headed back across he did i thought we got out of jail a bit the fr- with the free kick with the uh, uh and that weren't my Who? internet starring that was me but butich I don't know how okay. um anyway when he crashed that free kick I mean he hit so hard the ball went back further over his head before it bounced and you know Fortune smiled on us then. I think we'd really gone two nil down. It, I don't know if it, you know, may have been a bit different. But we come out good to see Snodgrass score. Perhaps the I thought their keeper could have done better. Perhaps, but he probably looked up like we did and thought oh, it's only Snodgrass shooting, and didn't expect him to pull that out of the bag. Wasn't it good though? Yeah, no, great shot, Anderson. Uh, he, uh, I, I can't work him out. Fifty percent of the game. He he he's not not at the races. He loses the ball, and then fifty percent of the game, the man's outstanding.
0: So his little back
4: flick. Yeah, he, that when was Decanio esque. Uh, just... The little drag the ball behind the heel and flick it down the line. Uh Arku, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, running. Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah. It, 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 I also really liked the way he um set himself up for his his goal. Yeah the way he had the ball on the edge and Patience, just sort of rolled it from yeah, out under. It.
4: looked up and it was like nonchalant, wasn't it? Just yeah. curled it out and and into the top corner. The, the, the man's getting better and better. And um, I was listening to yeah, wow. uh, a podcast today about Lazio and it was the English boys that, that were, were talking and they were bemoaning the fact that they had lost Philippe Anderson. So... You know that's their losses. I've just done an
3: article tonight. How uh, an agent proposed him to the club before Pellegrini joined, and they scouted him um, before Pellegrini joined. So they already had a dossier on him. So that when Pellegrini came in and said, "I want him to be my number one target," they'd already watched him half a dozen times, and they had a dossier. I mean, on you him would expect
4: he's... that from a club in the Premier League if they've got a decent yeah. scouting network, which. And well here's the really on West interesting. Ham and normally three words that don't go with the other two. Yeah. Um, so you know that's good to see. That um, I don't know if that means Sullivan's claiming it,
3: is he? No, I'm no, just,
4: just out of curiosity, you know, why why, why, I, why would you I, write an article say. saying that <laughs> all I would say no, I'm You've not, not saying asked
3: anything to like get that. It out yeah. there. No, know. no, absolutely oh, not. I, this is an agent oh, story, not a club story. The agent claimed yeah. that Anderson has the potential to be better than uh, Mohamed Salah. S- I can't even say it. Who? Salah. Salah. Mohamed Salah. All right. There you go. Do you think no. he could be better than Mohamed no. Salah? No. no. <laughs> All right.
2: Anything more to <laughs> say on to Palace? Need. Um. Anything more to say on Palace? No. Not from me. No. Oh. So
3: stat attack, uh, 48% uh, for West Ham, really? which meant that uh, Palace had the majority at 52% of the possession. West Ham had 13 shots. Whoa. Six on target. Uh, three of them went in. And uh, Palace had eight. Four on target. One of them went in. Two of them went in. I, I, I missed one because as John would tell you, I missed Good the one. first goal right. because... What, what? Why did I miss the first goal? Um, West Ham goal, John?
0: <laughs> Someone was standing up in front oh, of him. Home.
3: No, no. Go on, tell it. I know you. You're going to say it anyway.
0: Oh, I'm not going to say anything. You tell it. Go on, everyone. say it. Go on, you no, say it. All right. No, go for it.
3: All right, George, you say it.
0: Because you were buying all the
3: pies. I went to buy a pie. I <laughs> will tell you another story, right? And this really pissed me off, right?
0: <laughs> Woo! I, oh, I went your to buy. Of the game, Sean?
3: It was. Yeah, I'll come to that in a minute. Oh, okay. I went to buy uh, five beers at time and it was my turn. So I went down at thirty-eight. And I said, five beers, please. And they said, you only can buy four. And I said, well, and they said, you're going to have to queue up again (laughs) to get a fifth beer. Because apparently it's a maximum of four drinks. Now, it's all pre-boured. So what's all that about? You're not allowed to buy more than four alcoholic drinks per person. But you're allowed to then join the queue and buy another four.
4: You know what you need to do? Yeah. You need to contact your West Stand representative on the SAB. It's not called the SAB. Oh, sorry. But if you contact your West Stand representative, because we all must know who he is sitting in the West Stand, because we've all been told surely. It's, it's every... the chairman. The chairman, David Baker. Oh, is it? it right. Yes. Yeah. I know, you know who it, it is. is. So contact him. And obviously he'll
0: sort it out for us because he's like... Well, he is in the West well, Bank. You
3: should say that. It, he is actually. It's it, it's it's on the agenda. Can you get him, um, get him to
0: look at the TVs in the concourse as well?
3: Yeah. Yeah, we can add it a all in.
4: TV repair, man. Is that what he does for a living?
3: <laughs> anyway, uh, one last story about... And then I'll talk about the game. We met a chap called Ethan. Hello, Ethan, if you're listening. Uh, I was approached. Yeah, actually, it came oh, through Ian yeah.
4: Dave. Ethan, Was that his last name? You just called him Ethan.
3: Ethan. He is doing a degree in uh, geography. Geography, geography <laughs> not geology,
2: as I said. <laughs> Before we met this guy, Sean told me that he was doing a PhD, a PhD in football, football.
3: football management, fandom. And I,
2: and I said, <laughs> <laughs> PhD in football. And Sean was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you saw sure? that? I am going to make him a doctor of football. I was like, I'm a- <laughs> I'm not sure that that's the thing.
3: But yeah, d- he's doing he's doing a degree in uh, geology. Geography. Not, <laughs> geography. And he's doing it about the London Stadium. And uh, he came through Ian Dale's West Ham to I Die on, on the website there. And Ian passed him over. And uh, ages ago, I agreed, agreed to meet him at the Supporters Club. And he asked about moving and whether it was a good thing and how it affected the community and all these things. Like you know. Yeah, and I so I did all my, you know, brand, brand, good for move, we had to move, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, it's a positive thing for Stratford, maybe a negative thing for East Ham, but, you know, I gave analogy of the coal mines, things have to move on. And then <laughs> I introduced him to Nigel <laughs> to give a completely different view. And I gave him copies of the London Stadium survey. So uh, it will be interesting to see how his... um. Thesis comes out. What survey? His what? The survey we do, the London London Stadium survey I do each year in March. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh I enjoyed the game because I did have two pints and a third pint at half time. Uh so as John said, I was very touchy feely. I <laughs> uh <laughs> I thought I thought it was a good atmosphere. I thought there was a good lot of banter, especially with every time we scored a goal because... Palace were giving it all up, you know, and, ooh, when they scored. And they shut right up in the second half. Game of two halves, an only old cliche. Uh, but I want to single out my mate, uh, Little P, Chikorito. I thought he had a really good game. Not only because I put him in my dream team, but one goal, one assist. I really think Chicorito is finally showing us why we spent £16 million Again, he's come out of the shadow of um, Marko Anatovic. And I think it's really working well. And we're playing to his strengths. And I think either John or George said this. When he scored his goal, one of them turned to me and went, that's what he does. He's the fox in the box. That's what he does. Who was that? Was that you, John?
0: George, probably.
2: I'm a big fan of his.
0: As I don't
3: think he
2: I don't think we he's showing us why we spent £16 million. Pounds. I think he's showed enough in his career to warrant paying him what we've paid for him. Um, I'm just glad that he's starting to do it for us.
3: But but he had a really good game on Saturday, second half, and he deserved, you know, he got a standing ovation when he finally came off. And I hope, you know, he did a a piece in the website afterwards saying how much he was enjoying his football. And I hope that's changed his mind and all this talk of, Going to a bigger club and everything,
4: um, but I think he only over. wanted to leave, wasn't it? Because he weren't getting football. He weren't playing. I think that's, yeah, what, that's he what he said.
3: I'm not. I'm not getting enough minutes on the pitch. Is what he said.
4: So he is now. What did you
3: think of Andy Carroll? I mean, he came on.
4: I, I think he ran around a bit. if he gets fit, we we'll we'll be able to sell him. <laughs> and I found the team for him. Yeah, who? yeah. Crystal Palace. They are desperate for a striker. They are, and you know, I think he would fit right in Crystal Palace's style of play, and probably do a term room. I, I think his time, I think his time's up with us. To be fair,
0: I thought Zaha was a joke. I thought Palace were wasting time as soon as they scored. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that was quite funny, Anderson or NSC sorry to keeper, Um It seemed out at, at the end of the first half when Palace were one you up. He seemed to take five minutes over every goal kick, and yet at the end of the end of the game, he was chasing the ball behind the goal, jumping over yeah. the advertising, all didn't to collect it and and running back. Um,
0: well, that's the second I've done that. Cardiff were doing that the other night, I'm wasting time. It's just cheats, it's cheats a lot of them. <laughs>
3: So it was the return of uh Chiate and Tompkins. Was it you, Nigel, who told me Chiarty did a lap of honour? He did at the end. <laughs> yes. He uh
4: <laughs> You're gonna send me a picture of that think, that Kiarty uh, did yeah, a lap of honour. It was it was quite surreal. I don't know if you were there. at the final whistle, Tompkins turned round and gave the ref obviously I couldn't hear what he said. But it, it was enough for the ref to run after him and book him. Uh, oh, yeah. really? Tompkins really gave the ref, that. just screamed it And there was that. And then, you know, they've all gone up, shook hands, Tompkins shook hands, with West Ham, Kiati's hugging people. The Palace pl- the players walked over, clapped the away fans. Kiati sort of walked to the Palace fans, clapped them then turned back, walked over to the East End <laughs> and started clapping the West Ham fans and then walked round in a circle, clapping all the <laughs> stands before when he was the last one to leave the pitch. Oh, hilarious. So uh, Maybe he got a good round of applause though, but it's easy to do that when you just beat them, isn't it, to be fair? I mean, he was a good servant yeah. for us, I think. He, he, he was a good player. Well,
3: he hasn't done really, he hasn't got that many games. He's not doing anything for Palace, really. I mean, we haven't. You no, we haven't gone. Oh my God! Yeah, but he's a Palace
4: now, aren't
0: they? They're like, you know,
4: who cares? Even they're not. i tell you what. Not a press team, are they? I'll,
0: t- I'll tell you what. We will care if um, Declan Rice keeps performing like he's performing. Someone, someone will come in in January and just blast him. He's got two and a half years on his Doesn't contract. Matter. Makes no odds. You can't leave.
3: You can You just because you want to. You someone know,
0: comes in now. Someone comes in in January, a Chelsea or Tottenham or someone like that. Do you
3: know what? Then they, that wouldn't even matter if he had a new contract or not, because if someone's going to buy him of that ilk, they can buy him whether he's got a two and a half year contract or a five year contract.
4: So you know player power and the way it works. And, and... are you saying
3: that if he if an offer came in from Man City, or are you saying it matters what contract he's got or how much he's earning?
0: I would say that if if he was on decent money here and signed a new contract recently, he's more likely to say, look, they would do some agreement with him at this stage, saying you go do that four or five years now, in two or three years' time, you continue playing how you're playing, we can make you this, this, this at this club, or if someone in the top, whatever, comes in and offers us that, then you can go. No, moment. I think
3: that's absolute bollocks. I think if a player wants to go, a player wants to go, and it doesn't matter what contract they've got. Well, I agree with you, player, if he's, player he's doing,
0: if he's doing what he's doing, week in, week out, and getting paid three grand a week or whatever it is.
3: Thirteen so, grand a week with his appearance money.
0: Okay. Whatever And uh,
3: 23 grand paid. last week because there were two games. We got two lots yeah, of 10 I'll, grand I'll, and I'll, it's
0: three grand. It's, it's extraordinary money, but it's not in the world that he's in. <laughs> and I think it's, it's absolutely... Pathetic by our club, the way they dealt with him? I mean, I, at first I was cautious.
4: So, not not to do, you know, not to throw silly money at him. I think West Ham, are still, I'm still adamant West Ham made him a sensible offer uh, for the situation that we were in and that he was in. But with every game he plays, um, it, it is a worry. Because that boy's going to go to the top. If he keeps doing what he's doing, yeah. he's going to go, you know. I didn't see Bobby Moore play, obviously, when he first came on the scene. I see Rio play, and I'd have him above Rio for where Rio was at the start of his career. Yeah. It, the way I Declan White gonna... is performing.
3: I mean, it is incredible. We we did a Clanton Hugh poll yesterday, <laughs> who's your West Ham player of the season so far. And rice absolutely over two thousand. Yeah, I'll see it. Thirty six percent, nearly thirty seven percent went for rice, followed by Fabianski who got twenty one. Wow. Diot got um, and and then Snodgrass, Snodgrass got. Snodgrass. See,
4: I voted Snodgrass, and he was second when I voted for him. Wait, you yeah, voted on the new
3: poll?
4: Well, the thing is, if you want to see what the scoring is, but what it is, I was talking to a mate, and um. Uh, I think I was talking to Dave Atzig, actually, on the phone. old sync. Is- yeah,
3: alt Yeah, at-sync. out sync. Out of Alt sync.
4: On this podcast. Um, yeah. But anyway, I was talking to him, and he said something about clarity, and I you know, thought, I ain't been on there all week. So I went and had a look, and there was that poll. So we were talking about Snodgrass. So I said, well, look, let me vote for Snodgrass and see what the result is. And, uh, yeah. I think Snodgrass
3: has done really well.
4: I'd give him an award. a okay. football, we used to have most improved player. So you'd have like the player of the year and then the, the, the most improved player. And, um, I'd, you know, perhaps they can have that at the uh, end of awards when they div out the, um, in May.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: Uh I went to the supporters uh new supporters board, what you call the SAB, but it's called the West Ham United Supporters Board. Um, uh last week and the, the the minutes are now published, so I can talk public about these. So part of the big things to come out a London Stadium fan zone plans are underway to do something like Man City just outside the stadium. Oh,
2: I thought, really you, meant, I thought you meant invest loads in the team and do really well. No, no, they're oh, fans. Just, just the outside of the stadium. Just fan um,
4: on, we will not going because we're members of the supporters club. Y- yeah. Y- all right.
3: And, and of course, uh, the pitch surround is just about to be ordered. We've got the samples through and it will be in... Uh, early part of next year for the end of the season. I bet you can't wait for that either, Nigel.
4: She ain't gone Laura Ashley, is she?
3: (laughs) I don't think so, no.
4: We're not going to have all like claret flowers and stuff like that, no?
3: No. And Uh. and the final bit of news was West Ham are going to sell 2,000 more season tickets, 1,000 general sale. The first game with 60,000 will be... 2nd of January, which is the Brighton game, as long as they get sign-off for the safety certificate. Um, but a lot of people are already saying, well, you can't fill the ground at the moment. And in fact, Palace was another example. In my estimation, there was about 49,000. So there was probably about 8,000 missing, based well, on what they've told us Another other... Uh,
4: I did see a story yeah. that there were people turned up at a Cardiff game to buy tickets before the match and were turned away because it was all sold out. Yeah, I I, I saw that as well. And John, how full was it for Cardiff? Oh mate, it was embarrassing.
0: It is. It, is...
4: it looked bad on the telly.
0: Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah, there's so there's it's it's a whole fastest seat situation. So many empty seats. Every single game, even like when you get the cities and that come into town, there's empty seats. Oh.
4: But I think the thing that they've not learned, if they're selling 2,000 um, for season tickets, then they've not learned. that the, the the problem they've got is they sold too many season tickets and, and too many child season tickets. We know how they did the deal. And once they've done the deal, you've got to rely on people giving them up and they're not giving them up. And it looks like they're going down the same road again. All they're bothered about, Not bothered about who's in the grand. They're not. All they're bothered about is can we sell that seat whether it's sat in or not? They are not bothered, I'll tell you that now.
0: All they want is that 60k figure against their attendances, whether they're full up or not.
4: Hmm. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's all
4: they're bothered about. And and they'll they'll have a, you know, a thing at the end of the season. Oh, we were third in the league for attendances. We Average 15, you know, we'll eight, be the biggest in London,
3: biggest London, second. Well, we won't be because Tottenham will be. No,
4: they won't. Yeah, they will.
3: No, they won't. They got yeah, 66, they will.
4: Six thousand, didn't they?
3: Uh, no, they're 62, not
4: 62,000.
3: No, I don't think. I think the final thing is just under 60,000. It's 59.99 no, no, or it's whatever. Not. It's more than 69. I right, check. Well, they haven't even got a safety certificate yet, so it's too early to say.
4: I've heard that uh, I think they've got Man United in January, and that's what they're targeting.
2: Mm. A new stadium okay. will have a higher capacity of 61,000, later raised to 62,062.
3: Oh, 062. Well, there you go. Well, and they still need to get a safety certificate. Just
2: going last... So last... do we.
3: <laughs> yeah, we do as well. <laughs> so talking of supporters <laughs> club, it, uh, since we've had the supporters club, we've got a little WhatsApp group going on with the supporters club uh, with the new... There's been a little bit of controversy. Supporters with, Club
2: or Supporters Board?
3: Sorry, Supporters Board, with, with a, a, an article in in The Guardian. Two and articles. A, uh, and a statement by WESA, uh, which is a great link to the next point. What's going on at WESA, uh, Nigel?
4: <laughs> is that in the running
0: order?
3: Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. It's in the running order. Have a look. It
0: is. Come on, what's going on at We Nigel? <laughs> you bastard. Um <laughs>
4: well, what can I say? So you you got you got these difficulties with the sports Advisory Board. What's the difficulties? To... Well, <laughs> let's face it, West Ham's vetting was
3: but they don't need any vetting. I'm gonna defend them on this. It was an
4: independent no, they, no, 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 no. Right, let's get this right. The article said it, West Ham said it was independent, yeah. Colton mm. Cole, Trevor Brookin, the supporters club are not independent.
3: And Mandy Lane.
4: She may be. Yeah. But those others are not independent. So it's you're not saying independent.
3: That, you're saying that uh that can't claim in Karen Brady's what, pocket.
4: No, what I'm saying is they can't claim it to be independent who uh They can't use that claim because it's not. All right, get to your so, point. Get to my point. So basically, the chairman of WISA, uh wasn't at the game Saturday. F- one minute to three, text out a statement uh, in regards to the articles in the Guardian that had been put out. Um, with no discussion, or not that I saw, because obviously I was watching the game and too busy with the game Saturday saturday night i then find out that the statement's gone live without it's difficult when you run a committee you got to have discussions you have to you have to cross the i's dot the t's and do all that and make sure it's right and i've got a lot of differences with the people that are there and this was just one too many and i'd had enough, and I quit. I resigned, and I feel, I feel bad in doing it because a lot of people voted for me. Um, in the election. But it it just felt I was wasting my time now, and I weren't going to go through it again. And you know, the, the the message I got. Um, from the chairman, where he said, you know, if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do, you know. Uh, shame you've done that again, you said. And I put, well, I was left no choice, but never, you know, rest assured I don't make the same mistake three times, um, which, you know, Whistler will do what Whistler do. Yeah. At the last meeting, we spent longer talking about food banks than we did about, you know.
3: Oh. I I just think they're in self-destruct. Look, I've I I don't wish them any ill because we were part of their creation many years ago, and they were reborn again. But you know, um, there is what f- they've lost five committee members by my calculation. I won't name them all since the summer, including us two, three other ones, maybe Possibly. that haven't been announced. Yeah, it's it's just it's just shocking, and it just shows that that the committee is dysfunctional at the moment and and i really fear that they've lost sight of their members i really do and and i think that's really sad
4: i mean the 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 statement for me it was saying something for the sake of saying something um for those that don't know, should we allude to it or, or whatever? I don't want to name the man, but basically, someone on the supporters advisory board, um, the the art, uh, the Guardian went to town on him uh, for attending uh, a DFLA march. You know, which was not a banned march, and not a banned group. He's entitled to do that. Obviously, the Guardian or a left wing newspaper, and want to make a meal out of it. You know, I've got. Different objections to to the reason why the man should be on the board. And none of them are to do with the DFLA. But that's up to the club. If he's passed through their system, I'll always argue that they shouldn't use the word independently chosen. But if he's passed through the system, that's up to the club to deal with it then, isn't it? Yeah. It it shows us in a bad light, though. Who
0: in the bad light? Well, Wisa or the club or, no the club I think when I mean, a busted flush isn't it it's the whole thing yeah. it's just it's just it's just pointless it's got no voice it's got no one's listening to it, it it's it's odd when when you're trying to represent a fan base that's
4: divided and this is the problem at the, at the last meeting you know there was about 20 people there and I spoke out against a food food banks and I was in the minority in the room, and that stunned me. (laughs) You know, I'm sitting here going, you know, we shouldn't have nothing to do with them. We should just concentrate on on what's right for fans. You know, leave food banks to the politicians. We should just concentrate on representing fans. That's it. And people from the floor were saying, well, no, we should be doing this and we should be doing that. And it was just, you know, then that statement was the final straw for me. The lack of discussion—I had it in the past with previous chairmen who just treated it like it was their fiefdom. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, I didn't think you think you would go that far in in saying all, uh everything, but yeah, I think it had to be said. You know, I said because. Um, well, I'm nothing. You know, my, yeah, my my uh, my one was quite well announced, but but as I say, Not
0: announced I don't mine already. Yeah, I didn't know no. you had gone, Nigel. When did that happen? Saturday? Saturday, yeah. That wasn't a big announcement, was there? Or well,
4: big... no, but then again, that proves my point when I argued about when Sean quit, when I had big arguments behind the scenes and took it personal. The people that did things, they made a big thing of Sean leaving, not because he was a member of Whistle Committee. They made a thing of leaving because it was Sean Whetstone. Um, you know, rightly or wrongly, Sean had been elected to be on that committee he got the second most votes, so more than anybody of the others, certainly more than the person that took take great delight in announcing Sean had gone. And that led hmm. to problems with me there straight away. Not that I like yeah. defending him, but it had to be done.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you don't
0: have to. I, right. No, I don't. <laughs>
3: So uh, before we move on to Facebook and Twitter and find out how well Nigel did in the Super Six, he forgot to put his entry in for Saturday. Um, so did I. Weird, yeah. Uh, George did very well. Uh, let's talk about the Jack Sullivan documentary, which uh, I start. I haven't finished watching, but I I started watching on uh, when you used lot told me about it. Um, and I've only watched the first fifteen minutes, but I don't get what the problem is. Can can you explain to me? I'm going to be shouting it down here, at uh, John. What's the problem with this documentary? It's, mate, it's just it's a young...
0: it's as crass as you can get. It starts off with like Sullivan being announced as uh, the billionaire owner of West Ham United, one of the richest men in the country. Well, that's and true. We all know that he's bemoaning the fact that he spent hundred million this summer. So you know the whole thing is just cringeworthy, embarrassing. You got Why? some petulant little kid who's just been what, giving than, a football.
3: What more than more than Harry and Harry Redknapp eating bugs in the jungle?
0: Harry Redknapp is is a national treasure, Sean. Don't <laughs> like, we all Chad know what Rubber we think about Harry rednap, But that's got nothing to do with it. A Redknapp, but, uh, no it's TV. Than,
3: it's entertainment, right? It's embarrassing. Um, it was BBC3. Do, do do West Ham fans really care? They know he's rich. Right, they know I he's... The first cool episode
0: I won't watch anymore, and that's simple. But that's why I sent you that thing right at the beginning when I yeah. announced how much wealth Sullivan is what he's worth. and all this. Mm,
3: That's true. So, George, do you have a view on this, or is it harmless fun?
2: I haven't seen any of it, and I probably won't even watch it because by the sounds of it, it's just going to wind me up. It hey, will, <laughs> Nigel. You're the
3: w- a word of wisdom. You're you're yeah, going to
1: protect.
3: Um, you're you're an old sage. You're going to say, "Doesn't matter what Sullivan does. It's not about football. It's it's about women's football. Getting women's football on the map and following a uh, an eighteen nineteen year old. Is he eighteen or nineteen now? I think he's nineteen. A nineteen year old lad who's trying to get his first job. And yes, he's got a billionaire as a dad. Wouldn't you have? Th- wouldn't you be asking for a football club and and enjoying all the things he did if if uh, David Sullivan was your dad, Nigel?
4: I don't think I'd ask for a women's football club for a start. It's women's football well, is I don't, irrelevant.
3: I don't think he did first time. By the way, I think he asked for another well, uh, club, but that's another you know. story.
4: <laughs> well, you know what does it say that a fourteen-year-old boy can ask his mum, "Can you buy me a football club for a start?" And she pats his little head and says, "Of course you can, Jack." Anything you like, Jack. Uh, and then get a television crew and yeah, film it. it. Like I, I, Only the I Sullivans know. would do this. You know, the self-promotion. The, the, you know, the fact that, thankfully, it is a women's football club, so it is irrelevant.
3: Oh, oh what a thing to
4: say yeah, you Lord. can't say like that, that look nigel. we don't talk about women's you football you can't I can say, say that. that just because people no, probably 75 percent of people normally agree with me who cares about women's football the views of
3: nigel Khan are not necessarily those of more than just a the podcast. one thing used
4: to annoy me i used to find it a waste of two pages of the program who cares? Oh, I think you're They don't even play him with them. It's a very politically charged podcast this evening. Well, it's yeah. a fact. But anyway, it just exposed the height of chaviness of people that run our football club. And I won't say what I thought of his I, mum.
3: <laughs> I, like, I like Jack. I think I've seen Jack doing <laughs> a lot of growing up. I've met Jack a number of times. And I think he's trying to do his best. He's going to be our chairman one day, right? So this is his. I look forward to that documentary. I tell you, this is getting his uh, feet wet, making his mistakes on the women's football team, so he can learn to take over from David Sullivan, uh, senior, one day. Make no mistake, that he will be our chairman Do one day. Do you
0: genuinely believe that running a women's football club from the ground up is really a way to? Learn, you'll sort of learn the ropes to take I, over the Premier it, League. Team. Yeah,
3: I do. I I think it will be. Oh God, I mean, it, I do. Yeah, I I think that running a football club is running a football club, no, and you learn the reason. Running women's football run club is just he... the
4: same as running. How did West Ham get promoted, by the way, into the Premier League? Well, money. Oh, for, for yeah, that's of course, the... Yeah, that's a great preparation.
3: Anyway, let's move on from this. Um Oh, oh, before we go to uh, question time, I did promise to to, to tell the story that we. We did tell the listeners, so on Saturday night, about 20 past midnight, I got an email from David Sullivan saying, "When was the last time we won three in a row? When's the last time we won four or five in the row?" The son have got it wrong, they're saying 1982." So um, I nicked I asked Nigel. Aristorian, um, <laughs> and 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 sent it back to uh, DS and said, uh, "There you go." And he sent back, "I knew you would know you would be a man in the know," and gave Nigel no credit <laughs> whatsoever. True or not, Nigel, I'm giving you the credit. That now. is
4: very true. Yes, but to know uh the fact that you gave it to him and he complimented. You, I I, like, I did want no credit. <laughs>
3: Anyway, so uh, the last, let's see if you can remember what you told me. The last time someone uh, won four in a row was?
4: Which Sam Allardyce, February yep. 2014, wasn't it?
3: Correct, correct. Last person to win five in a row. Uh,
4: Harry Rednet Yeah.
3: Last person to win
4: six or more in a row. John Lyle. In 1986,
3: 19... I think How it was 85. Many... Yeah. I think yeah. we were nine think... in a row. Well done, a hundred points.
4: I, I right. believe actually that it 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 started around the October up to Christmas. So... Anyway,
3: you've won your bush trucker trucker. <laughs>
2: anyway, <laughs> we need trail. to do more. Facebook's um, oh. t- <laughs> Facebook question time.
1: Question time. Yeah.
3: Um, it would be better if you read them uh, because we could probably do it in like less than 10 minutes Okay. uh, Uh,
2: on the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast and on Twitter at more TGA podcast Nigel posted earlier today podcasting tonight lads and lassies Billy Bonds on Friday gave his West Ham 11 that he played with Parks, Stewart, Dix, Moore, Martin, Devonshire, Brooking, Bonds, Peters, Pop Robson, Jeff Hurst, Manager, John Lyle. That's twelve. Can you better that, or is that the pinnacle of a West Ham eleven? Other thoughts welcome, of course, in regards to the West Ham victory you're rolling on. <laughs> what?
4: Victory tour, rolling on.
2: Um Richard Dodds, Dodds E. They- uh, well I think I'm up in time 5.34am Kiwi time thought the game was average however we'll take three in a row all day long and I really do think the boss will go on to become one of the best managers ever although stiff competition versus Lion and Greenwood that's a big shout Anderson getting better every game Rice awesome just give him the bloody co- contract questions for us Will Reid get back in the team no no is his time up with us, do you think? Cup games. Yeah. Does Lanzini get back in the team? Yes. Yes. And do you believe Arnie, like the Terminator film, do the voice shed man, I will be back?
4: I'll be back.
2: Or is he gone and the injury is just protecting the Dildo Brothers investment? Mm, I think he'll hang
4: around till the end of the season. Yeah, me too.
2: Uh, Oliver Stapley, state police, is missing Razvan Rat from the eleven. He didn't play with him though. My uh, worst West Ham eleven that he's seen says Matthew Kemp, Alan McKnight, Gary Charles, Rigobert's Rigglebert's song, Gary Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Stop,
4: stop, stop, stop! Rigobert's song. I'm not having that. You can't decent. say Gary Charles. Sorry.
3: <laughs> he's a mate of yours, he, isn't
4: he? We went to school together. You can't put him... That boy dreamed of playing for West Ham and he did it. Um, we both dreamed of playing for West Ham and he managed it. So, carry on now.
2: Ragvald Soma. <laughs> Kieran Dyer, TT Kamara, Joey Bo- Beauchamp. Never even heard of yeah, him. Yeah. Beauchamp.
4: Beauchamp, yeah. Beauchamp. Well, you've yeah, only yeah. seen him in a friendly.
2: Gone. Benny McCarthy, Savio Nazreco, and Nigel Kwasi. Nigel Kwasi oh, like was, was legendary. <laughs> um, Nick Harvey says, we can now have the three cheers for the three wins. Hooray, hooray, great. Wouldn't disagree with Bonzo's team. All of those are great servants of the club. Yet another support was bored. yet more promises that the board will listen and act on fans' feedback. Heard it all before. Yawn, yawn, yawn. Hear,
0: hear.
2: Alan Oliver says, interestingly picked dicks in front of Lampard Senior. He did. He
4: did say why. He said it was close, but he just thought Dick edged it in in um in the talent
2: and the way he moved forward and carried the ball. Uh, Gary Prince, this is a good one. Hi, a work colleague of mine met Sean at a school event last week. He was telling him how he was friends with Brady and he runs West Ham's favourite fans' website. Is this what Sean does in his spare time? (laughs) When was this? A school event?
4: Yeah. I thought
0: you'd left school, Sean. Sean's, like, (laughs) blagging (laughs) everyone eh? (laughs) in. What school event was that? Makes a change from walking around going dirty girl to people, wouldn't it?
3: Oh, it probably was a a school Christmas party for... uh,
4: Shireen's uh, I didn't know you ran KUMB though I thought <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh,
2: Taffy Woolback says no I can't do any better than that Manu was the live game here so decided to have an early night waking up to notifications of a West Ham win had me buzzing all day on Sunday uh, he goes on to talk about Pellegrini what you guys think I agree with Pellegrini we as a club need to change our mentality oh, I should probably have read his thing <laughs> Uh, we've got loads here, Billy Hardy. What more can you ask for? Attacking football, three goals, quality finishes, and a bit of drama at the end. Frightening to think how good a fully fit squad could be with Arnie Lanzini, Wilshire, Yarmolenko, Sanchez, Reed, Fredericks, Creswell, as well as possibly Nasri to choose from. Also, did really write all that? He did. Yeah.
4: Well done, Bill. No one says your education's wasted. Certainly, I won't.
2: Yeah also don't think I've ever seen a player look so ordinary and written off then change it around so much like Snodgrass has what a player I Mm. agree yeah Roger Markham this is going to be a quick one does anyone feel at home at the OS yes no no yeah Marion Williams says great to witness three wins on the bounce Never thought I would be happy with mid-table mediocrity. Will the new Sab, or whatever it's called, be questioning why our great Intertoto victory is not included in the Ring of Honor at the London Stadium, along with Harry's victory on I'm a Celebrity?
3: I think we could add those into the Honours board. as a really good uh, King of the Jungle 2018 Intertoto. Yeah, I, 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 I see that now.
2: Lewis Erentrout says, maybe I was a tad harsh on Pellers after saying I didn't think he was the manager we all thought he was. It's crucial that we keep Javier. Arnie needed the rest, to be fair. Just hope we can keep Anderson fit and even McMessi. That's not gross. Let's not let ourselves down with a loss to Fulham now. I don't think Tompkins is a true Hammers fan as he celebrates too much for a club he supports. Mm. Mm. Uh, nobs wouldn't do it even Kiyaki was respectful and even signed autographs for the home fans at the end of the game as we well did. as a, uh, that was uh, after the lap of honour Nathan Wagerd says with the recent rise in form and our strikers scoring goals for fun aside from the obvious need for fullbacks and Pell's love for Sammy where do you see the gaps that need filling in the January transfer window in the crowd <laughs> yeah good <laughs> one you see good it's... one
3: Empty seat. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I, think, sure. I, think,
0: I think... Sorry, say that? Is Nasri happening?
3: <sighs> I think I think the gaffer wants him. Um, I'm not sure the, the board are convinced, so...
4: I don't think we need it. Mean, you don't know. You don't know.
3: I don't know, no. I, I, I know there are two positions on this. The gaffer wants him. Maybe, well... It relates to another problem, which is we're thirty to forty million pound in debt this season.
0: Oh fuck! All right. We're, uh, we're going to make oh, a loss. Yeah, Over eat, on bro.
2: Twitter at Hammersfan02380 says, "Question for your podcast: If you had to lose either Declan Rice or Manuel Pellegrini in January, who would you lose?" Oh, Declan Rice. It's a difficult one. Yeah. Rice. Right. That's it for Facebook to the question time. Uh, there was someone who asked about, could you do David Gold? There was, that was a while ago, left. and we're on 56 minutes, so we're not going to do David yeah, we'll Gold do question time. time. We'll do it next week yeah. for uh, David Gold. you, and we'll make sure we we'll give you a shout-out. David Gold. Um, Nigel, Super 6 update? Yeah. Okay. Quickly, my mate from Germany
4: says, I enjoy your podcast I- mostly. Send my regards to your fellow members. Can it be possible that this season I've seen the Irons more often than Sean? <laughs> He hasn't been very often lately, has he?
3: But by the way, while you're just saying that, Nigel Khan nearly out of the top 30 in 29th. George catching him up in 32. I remain 17th in the top 20. Whatever happened to you being in the top 10, Nigel? Go on, do do your bit on Super 6 now. Uh,
4: Okay. In tenth spot, David Patnell two three two. Up to nine, Jeffy Smith two three four. Down to eight, Tim Sharman Luke Stad two three five. I wait George. In Into seven, Ryan Smith two three six. Down to six, Adam from up north in Darlington two four three. Also on two four three. Fifth spot, David Stringer. Into the top four, Bill Walker, two four six.
3: Our friend, our friend in row four, in our in our Excellent. block.
4: Uh, into three, Lee Davis, two four eight. Up to two, Ben White, two five one. And at number one, he's still there, old Walt Disley, two six four. <laughs>
3: uh, The only thing is, at least Nigel being out of the top 20 means he doesn't do the top 20 anymore.
4: Can I just say, honourable mention yeah, to this week's winner, my mate Peter Osborne, with 18 points. Especially considering a a rare quirk of fate, especially for his household. Because in last spot, apart from me because I didn't do it, but in last spot of those that did do it with four points was Dawn Osborne, his wife. (laughs) <laughs> dear oh dear Dawny.
3: Anyway, uh let's move on to predictions. <laughs> well done, everybody. Don't forget there's a game on, on Wednesday, so don't forget to put your predictions in. Done it already. And John. Done it already. Right. <laughs> predictions for Fulham. A lovely day in West London.
4: Nigel. Uh 2 0 win.
2: George. Two one win. John.
0: One nil win,
3: and I'll go for a three nil win to to carry it on.
0: There you go. We always used to do uh, for them, didn't we?
3: Yeah, we did. Yeah, none of us are going. I don't think. Uh, I've got a ticket.
0: Ooh,
3: oh, oh. Anyway, um, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. it's goodbye from george (laughs) (laughs) goodbye from john goodbye Goodbye from nigel (laughs) see you later bye (laughs) you dirty girl